Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. I know, I know, it's the day after Christmas, it's Boxing Day, it's kind of depressing, everybody wishes it could still be Christmas, uh, but this podcast really is all about the Christmas spirit and a lot of uh, hopefully really fun things uh, that you guys will be able to see and hear uh, on this episode uh, to kind of lift your spirits uh, for the holidays here, because there are still some holidays left. Um, so, uh, before we go any further... I just wanted to point out a really cool gift that I got for Christmas that I wanted to share with you guys because it's kind of a sneak peek at what's to come. So if you can't tell, there's actually a shirt here for this podcast, Papa John's Brain Dropping. So uh, this is kind of a prototype. Uh, my sister actually uh, made it for me and, and, uh, and uh, you know had it as a Christmas present for me. Uh, so it was really a cool gift. Um, and it's it's kind of like a sign of, of how well this podcast is doing too. So um, again, you know, thanks so much to those of you guys that are watching, that are listening uh, all the time. And um, you know, with your support, this thing is going to continue to get bigger and bigger. And you guys will be able to one day have your very own Papa John's Brain Droppings podcast T-shirt. Um, and you know, we're going to be playing with different designs. Um, we're really going to be looking at a whole bunch of different ideas uh, in the future. So really exciting stuff um, and I wanted to share that with you guys share this shirt on the very first podcast that I could do uh, for you know just after Christmas so um, let's go ahead let's get started some really cool stuff that I found on the internet uh, during the last few days uh, some of it very Christmassy some of it not really some of it just fun uh, this first one is really cool <laughs> so uh, I think everybody's probably seen by now online uh, because it's become such a meme of, of this guy that's kind of like sliding down an escalator and uh, he just hits everything all the way down. Uh, but this one was kind of given a bit of an edge. So let's see if this will play for us. I hope it does. And you guys can check it out. So obviously incorporating Mario there, so pretty cool stuff. Um, then I found, uh, I was watching a Joe Rogan podcast recently actually, and I forget who the guest was because I've been watching so many of them lately, uh, but they were saying like, what would happen if you took the Uncle Sam poster, the old one, I want you, and you switched it to, I want you to shut the fuck up. <laughs> that would be the end result. Uh, so it shows up a little bit on the screen, but uh, if you really want to check it out, twitter.com slash thejohndnewton, you can definitely see that. Uh, then the last podcast we did, we were talking about American exceptionalism, um, and it was kind of based on me watching recently a, a documentary uh, made by Michael Moore, uh, Where to Invade Next. And there was one piece of it that was really interesting to me that I didn't really think about including in the last podcast, but I probably should have. Uh, so I'm going to include it in this podcast because it was something to think about. So one of the things about that documentary, if you haven't seen the last podcast, is that uh, he was going, Michael Moore, to different parts of the world, different countries, and he was looking for ideas that he could bring back to the U.S., things that they do really well in that country that they don't necessarily do well in the U.S. And one of them, uh, one of the countries he went to was actually Norway. And in Norway, the maximum sentence there is 21 years. And the prison system is completely different than what the U.S. or Canada has. 
And what's interesting is also what's different in Norway, in addition to what the prison sentence is like and how long it is, is they are actually allowed to vote while they are incarcerated. Um, and in fact, because they're allowed to vote, the politicians will actually show up and debate at the prison itself, um, which is a far cry from the U.S. where if you have a criminal record, you may not even be allowed to vote at all, even when you're out of jail. Um, so, connecting the dots there, what Michael Moore did, which is something that I never really thought of, was how kind of inadvertently the Republicans have benefited from this system where, you know, the war on drugs, let's be honest, has incarcerated a large number of African-American men in particular. And it, by doing that, it's devastated families, obviously. Um, but in addition to that, it's basically removed that section of society, or at least a very large part of it, from being able to vote. Um, and in that sense, when you take that much of the population out of being able to vote, um, and, and let's be honest, people that would most likely be voting in their best interest would be voting Democrat, um, you've created these red states. So the Southeast, for the most part, the t traditional red states, um, you can see here on this chart, except this chart isn't a political chart. This is a chart of which states have the highest incarceration rates. So there's a connection there. You see where it's purple on this chart. Those are the states that have the highest incarceration rates. They also happen to be red Republican states. So it doesn't, you know, it, it's not any coincidence that the majority of red states have higher incarceration rates, um, mean, meaning mostly blacks are unable to vote for life. Um, and it's the ultimate gerrymandering, if you ask me, uh, because it's something that can't really be undone, or at least it doesn't look like it can, unless the entire system changes. Um, but it was interesting because it was something that I've never really, I've never really connected those dots before. I've thought about it, but never really in that larger picture that uh, Michael Moore did in that documentary. And when I saw that, like, uh, it, it really does it, it kind of kills a lot of the hope that you have in the U.S. You know, a lot of people right now are optimistic because of, you know, the, the by-elections that have happened, you know, the people that have been voted in the Senate, namely Doug Jones. Um, after Trump, you know, people are feeling like, oh, you know, maybe Americans are going to get their act together and they're going to, you know, vote in their own interest. But I don't know. I mean, this is a major problem. You know, and it's something that nobody nobody talks about. Like I said, like I didn't even really connect those dots until I, until I saw that documentary from Michael Moore. So, you know, I don't know how many people are talking about this, but they should be. And, you know, it, it goes deeper than just who's incarcerated. It goes to why are they incarcerated. And again, that goes back to the war on drugs, uh, which is just a failed, failed war. Um, you know, and, and obviously... The majority of people that are incarcerated, you're talking about possession of marijuana, which is a very, very minor thing that, let's be honest, shouldn't even really be a crime. You know, we're almost halfway to Canada uh, making it legal altogether. So, you know, the U.S. is behind on that, but, you know, that's the way the world's going, you know. Um, so, 
very, very interesting point. Again, I should have probably brought this up in the last podcast, but I didn't really think of doing it. I should have, because it's it's such a mind-blowing thing to think about. Um, and then, uh, random brain dropping, random thought I had, comparison is the thief of joy. I think that that's a very true thing, especially this time of year, because I think a lot of times people just naturally have that desire to want to compare themselves with other people. And whenever you're comparing yourself with somebody else, you're, you're really killing your own joy, um, because usually there's something that someone else might have that you don't that just kills your joy. What you should be looking at is, and should be grateful for is the things that you have and, you know, what is it about yourself that makes you unique, you know? Um, that's where real joy can be found. So I, I think that that is a really good thought, really good brain dropping to drop on this podcast. Um, another good one, Billionaire Mindset tweeted out, see the good in everything. Um, even in the most negative situations, um, you know, there's, there's always something to be positive about. There's always something to look forward to or, you know, see the lesson that you learn from that situation. So, um, you know, really, really good brain dropping, good tweet there as well. And then as a joke, I tweeted, I'm waiting for the Trump to sign an executive order saying that to combat obesity, he's going to legalize cocaine. <laughs> I doubt that's going to happen, but I had to make that joke. Um, then this was an interesting picture. I don't think I've ever seen this one, and I'm a huge Nirvana fan. Uh, those of you guys that have been watching this podcast for a long time, you've seen the guitar intros that I've done. About half of them are probably Nirvana songs, uh, so you know how big of a Nirvana fan I am. Um, this is a really cool picture because I don't think I've ever seen it, and I've watched so many documentaries, you know, done so much research on Nirvana, uh, but this is a really cool picture because it's Kurt Cobain at the Colosseum in Rome, and you see uh, the cross beside uh, behind him. Um, really, really interesting picture. Uh, then you know, a lot of times this podcast can be educational. Hopefully, uh, it's educational for me sometimes. Uh, Uberfax tweeted out that a single strand of spaghetti is actually called spaghetto. Um, so not spaghettios, but spaghetto. Um, so I was saying spaghetto singular. Uh, so that's, that's interesting to know. I never knew that. And I think going forward, instead of people saying, am I tripping? Maybe they should be saying, am I falling for Facebook fake news? That might be a new thing. Uh, then I wanted to play this for you guys because I found this to be extremely motivational. This was also something that I found while watching Joe Rogan's podcast. Uh, motivational uh, kind of clip uh, from Jocko Willink, who's been on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast quite a few times. He actually has his own podcast. Um, the motivation uh, video is called Good, and uh, hopefully it plays. If, if not, or I have to pull it because it might yank us off of YouTube, Definitely check it out on twitter.com slash the John D. Newton. It is extremely motivational. And it kind of goes to what we were saying about before, see the good in everything. It's actually called good. Uh, so I'll play that right now for you guys. One of my direct subordinates, one of my guys that worked for me, he would, he would call me up or pull me aside with some major problem, some issue that was going on. And he'd say, boss, we got this and that and the other thing. And I'd look at him and I'd say, good. And finally one day he was telling me about some issue that he was having, some problem. And 
He said, I already know what you're going to say. I said, well, what am I going to say? He said, you're going to say good. He said, that's what you always say. When something is wrong and going bad, you always just look at me and say good. And I said, well, yeah. When things are going bad, there's going to be some good that's going to come from it. Didn't get the new high-speed gear we wanted? Good. Didn't get promoted? Good. More time to get better. Oh, mission got canceled? Good. We can focus on another one. Didn't get funded. Didn't get the job you wanted. Got injured. Sprained my ankle. Got tapped out? Good. Got beat? Good. Learned. Unexpected problems? Good. We have the opportunity to figure out a solution. That's it. When things are going bad, don't get all bummed out, don't get startled, don't get frustrated. If you can say the word good, guess what? It means you're still alive. It means you're still breathing. And if you're still breathing, well now, you still got some fight left in you. So get up, dust off, reload, recalibrate, re-engage go out on the attack. So really motivational video there from Jocko. Um, Jocko's an interesting guy. Like I've seen him on Joe's podcast. To be honest, I don't really watch Jocko's podcast, but I've seen him on Joe Rogan's podcast a lot. Um, I don't always agree with what he has to say because uh, he usually has more of like a right wing, not totally far right wing but you know pretty right wing stance on things uh but you know a lot of times he'll say things that are interesting or you know challenges my ideas uh a lot of times but uh you know that i can agree with a hundred percent i love that very motivational video there um and he's absolutely right you know no matter and it goes back again to that tweet from brain or from um excuse me from uh, uberfax i believe uh or excuse me no Billionaire Mindset, Billionaire Mindset tweeted that, um, talking about seeing the good in everything. Um, so, you know, even when things are bad, you know, you learn from it, uh, you, you move on. And I think that that is exactly what Jocko is talking about there. And I think that that is uh, just a great, great way to look at things. Uh, so Matthew from Botchamania tweeted out, I know my mates have reached old age when none of them are out on Christmas Eve. They're all waiting for their cards from Nana, so they've got beer money for Boxing Day piss on. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, then there was this, and I don't know if this is going to play, uh, but the story is from CNN. And uh, this is a Vietnam vet's dying wish uh, was to see Star Wars The Last Jedi. Uh, so his community came together to give him that and more. So they actually took him from the hospital... Uh, where you know he was diagnosed and they were saying like he doesn't have much longer to live and they came up dressed like stormtroopers and Darth Vader and they actually 
uh, had him go to the cinema to see Star Wars The Last Jedi. So uh, the credit to Doug Benson, because Doug Benson, the comedian, uh, brought this to my attention with his tweet, and he was saying, when the Force is used for good, uh, and this is truly, in my opinion, the Christmas spirit. This is truly... Uh, you know what it's all about so hopefully this clip plays but if it doesn't again you can definitely check it out twitter.com slash the John D. Newton uh, we'll see if we can get this thing to play sure he stays comfortable and is able to enjoy this experience. I never would have believed it would have turned out like, I mean, this is incredible. Yes. Yeah. I hope that God will bless each and every single one of them just the way I feel blessed right now. Thank God for Star Wars fans. <laughs> So yeah, like really, really cool story. And what was interesting about it is like how it all started too. His daughter tweeting out about it, you know, um, you know, there is no make a wish for adults. Like, how can we get this thing to happen? And you know, that community of, of Star Wars fans, the theater owners, being able to do that for that, um, you know, dying vet. I think was truly, uh, as Doug Benson said, when the force is used for good, and truly, you know, the Christmas spirit. Uh, so really 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 cool thing to see uh then uh brett weinstein uh tweeted out uh they misled us you can have your cake and eat it too you cannot eat your cake and have it too uh joe rogan tweeting that saying thank you i knew i was on to something uh so yeah i think that's pretty fair brett weinstein by the way no relation to harvey weinstein um somebody who a guest he's had on joe rogan's podcast before as well uh, Conan O'Brien with a random uh, tweet saying, I love my family's Christmas Eve tradition of gathering around the piano and telling Uncle Sean to put his pants back on. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, then I'm going to try to play this clip, uh, but it might get us yanked off of YouTube, so we'll see. Uh, hopefully not, because I think it's worth playing. Uh, if it does, again, twitter.com slash thejohndnewton, you can check it out. Um, but this is actually a skit from The Chappelle Show um, with a song that I feel like at least the beginning part of it is, is worthy of being a Christmas song. Um, and I think you'll see why. It gets crazier as it goes on, but I think that this is just hilarious. I don't believe your pappy <laughs> may be rich, but he ain't happy. Tells you about work and you want to be him. But when's the last time you got to see him? He works hard. Why? So you can go 
out and buy a bunch that you don't need. Driven by your punk ass hopes and greed. That's why I say, for the first time in my life, I'm finally free. No mansion for me. I said, no brand new Humvee. I say, but you'll get no pussy. You don't understand. Is I make love to my hand. So I don't need you, honey. I beat my d like it owes me money. That's what I say. Excuse me, I'm going to make me a nice species scent. Oh man, Chappelle's show, I absolutely love that show. Uh, that was one of their best bits, I felt like. Uh, and I, I just felt like the beginning part of that song was very Christmassy. You work hard, why? So you can go out and buy a bunch of shit that you don't need, driven by your punk ass weed. <laughs> that could easily be a Christmas song. Uh, but I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, so Donald Trump tweeting out, People are proud to be saying Merry Christmas again. I'm proud to have led the charge against the assault of our cherished and beautiful phrase Merry Christmas. Uh, I don't know what it is about Donald Trump and this war on Christmas thing. I think he watches way too much Fox News. Um, but a lot of people are just done with that bullshit. Uh, Richard Roper tweeted out, This is a lie on top of a lie on top of a lie. Uh, there was never a moment when people weren't proud to say Merry Christmas. There was never an assault on the phrase, you can't lead a charge against a non-existent movement. Shame on you, sir. Uh, then James Woods uh, in the past has tweeted out uh, that Obama is a Muslim. He can deny it. His apologists in the media can refute it. And his enablers can promote a narrative that he's a Christian. It's a pack of lies. Obama is a Muslim and that is where his allegiance lies, always has, always will. Uh, so Malcolm Nance responding to that. And that was from James Woods, the actor, by the way. Uh, so Malcolm Nance responding to that. As a guy who spent his entire career working with Muslim intelligence agencies and special ops allies to kill Muslim terrorists and topple despots, I say this with sincerity, you are an idiot. <laughs> uh, then... As I've been saying, like, lately I've been pretty busy watching podcasts, movies, stuff like that. Uh, one of the movies I was watching recently was a holiday classic, one that I always love to watch this time of year, uh, Jack Frost. And I'll be honest, like, the more I watch that movie, the more that, for me personally, it becomes, like, my favorite Christmas movie. And I've, I've watched a lot of Christmas movies over the course of my life. Um, and, you know, even recent ones, Office Christmas Party, The Night Before, um, you know, but... Home Alone, great Christmas movie, always has been, always will be. You know, I watched that one so much as a kid that I, I just still remember the lines, even though I haven't seen that movie in years. Like, I watched it the other day uh, with my family for Christmas, and, like, I was repeating lines before they even happened. Uh, like, I, I really watched way too much Home Alone as a kid. Uh, but, yeah, now, you know, as I get older, like, Jack Frost, um, that movie is just so funny, and there's so much to it. Uh, you know, the family aspect of it that, uh, you know, it, it, I continue to feel like more and more it's becoming one of my favorite Christmas movies. Um, 
so yeah, if you haven't seen Jack Frost, by far I recommend it. Michael Keaton's in it. Uh, Kelly Preston. Uh, really, really good movie. Uh, and and actually, because it's not so much about Santa and, and you know, it is about winter, but not so much Christmas. Uh, well, it is, but it isn't. Um, you know, it's one of those movies that you could watch now if you wanted to and not feel guilty about it because Christmas is over. Um, Ed uh, Krasenstein tweeted out, Did anyone notice that Trump still has not mentioned the FBI thwarting a terrorist attack in San Francisco yet? Since Trump won't do it, I will. Thank you, FBI. Merry Christmas. So it's interesting because Putin recently thanked U.S. intelligence for helping them prevent an attack in Russia, San Francisco, similar as Ed is saying. Um, and Trump is so busy with his war on the FBI, uh, including against McCabe, that he's not acknowledging when they are doing things the right way, which is usually all the time. Um, you know, so a very good tweet there from Ed. And then, if this will load, perfect. Uh, so, 80s Kids tweeted out, uh, Christmas tree decorations done right. So one of them, <laughs> this was awesome to me, uh, they made it a decoration out of the Die Hard scene when he's crawling through the vents. Uh, so I thought that that was a really cool Christmas ornament idea. Uh, this one, of course, uh, MMU tweeting out probably the best Christmas decoration ever. Um, very popular emoji. Uh, we'll move on. Uh, this one, Miley Cyrus is a wrecking ball, although I swear I've seen that before, so I don't know how original that is, but it is interesting, so I wanted to share it with you guys. Uh, this was from Mel Lannan. Uh, she came in on a wrecking bobble. Uh, Miley Cyrus has, a, has gate crashed our Christmas tree for another year. Uh, then this was really crazy, so um, this is from At Makeup, actually. It's a really good Twitter handle for what they do. Uh, Christmas-inspired looks. So you see Santa, uh, uh, Frosty the Snowman, uh, snowflakes, and even an elf kind of hovering over her eyebrow. Um, so some really interesting uh, makeup ideas there. Again, you can check that out, twitter.com slash thejohndnewton. Usually... When I see these things, I kind of uh, like what the hell. But actually, these ones I thought were pretty cool, pretty artistic. Uh, then Uberfax tweeted out, I wasn't aware of the fact that Justin Trudeau's birthday is actually also on Christmas Day. Uh, so happy birthday to him as well. I may not always necessarily agree with what he does, but hey, I did vote for him. So happy birthday to Justin. Uh, Kevin Pereira tweeted out, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. You majestic beasts, I hope you get and give all that you desire, and then some XO. Uh, then James Reister tweeted out a scene uh, from a Christmas story. I'm not surprised this bully beat up, uh, got beat up by Ralphie. His half guard looks like garbage. <laughs> yeah. So an MMA joke there. I thought that was pretty good. Then of course the shirt. Uh, we've talked about uh, so I, I tweeted about that I said yes Virginia there are Papa John's brain droppings shirts as you can tell uh, and yeah we're still probably a few months away from actually making these uh, for sale 
but they weren't, they're going to be coming hopefully very soon and sooner than we think. And, uh, you know, I just wanted to let everybody know that that's happening uh, because I know a lot of people are interested that watch and listen to this podcast. Um, you know, that the merchandise is on the way uh, and it's not just going to be shirts. There's a lot of ideas that we've got. Uh, really, the best place to go if you're interested to check that out is our Facebook link, which you can find on iTunes, on Stitcher, on our YouTube video. Um, you know, there we've already got like a few designs that we're, we're showing, uh, prototypes, but, uh, you know, we're even going to be going beyond that in the future. We're looking at uh, possibly sweaters, we're looking at hats, we're looking at anything you can think of, baby singlets, onesies. Um, we're going to be going crazy with merchandise soon um, and you know hopefully it's something that that would be cool something that you guys would be interested in I think so there already appears to be a lot of interest so we'll get that going um, and it's going to be different designs uh, this is a very interactive show so fans designs and you know friends designs as well like uh, you know we're going to put everything together and give you guys what you're looking for um, so that hopefully next Christmas Lots of Papa John's brain dropping swag for everybody. That would be the goal. That would be very cool. Um, then for wrestling fans, uh, some really interesting images here um, for Rusev. Uh, so he was saying, "You there, boy? What's today, my fine fellow?" And obviously, it's Rusev is Scrooge. Uh, today, today is Rusev Day. Rusev Day. I haven't missed it. And you see Rusev with a smile on his face. So, uh, really funny joke. If you're a wrestling fan, if you're not, you have no idea what we just talked about, so that's okay. Um, Vince McMahon tweeting out, speaking of wrestling, I hope Santa brings everyone what they want. Hashtag good luck. WTASCN tweeted out, a Christmas day without Monday Night Raw for your workers. <laughs> and yeah, like, even for me as a wrestling fan, like, I know that they very rarely get any breaks, but you feel guilty watching, like, for example, last night, Monday Night Raw, on Christmas Day, these guys performing, and it's just, I don't know, you, you, you almost wish that they just did, like, a best of the year special or something, just to give those guys a break and give them a chance to be with their families, which they very rarely get to see as it is, um, but, you know, it's a business, and Vince made that decision, so... It is what it is. Um, then from Business Insider, uh, Joe Rogan tweeted out because he's featured this a lot on his podcast, Magic Leap. Uh, so $1.9 billion later, Magic Leap finally unveils its smart glasses. And here's what we know. So you, if you're interested, you can read that article, twitter.com slash the John D. Newton. Um, it's very interesting because when you first saw it, if you did watch Joe Rogan's podcast about Magic Leap, um, it looked like it was a product that you didn't need glasses for, but now they're selling it with glasses, so it seems like they've kind of taken a step back, even with $1.9 billion, but, um, you know, interesting to see what comes of it. So, yeah, like, I, I was seeing this image from uh, Flowbots, um, and I've got to admit that I wish I thought of this logo before they did, because I'm kind of jealous. Again, thinking about merchandise ideas and logos and things like that. This is a really cool logo. Uh, it's basically like a radio broadcast signal, but with a fist at the top of it. 
and then you've got lightning bolt shooting up as the signal. Um, I think that that's a really cool image. It's similar to, if you're a wrestling fan, uh, what CM Punk used to have back in the day where it was like his fist with the X over it for being straight edge, and then it had like the signal shooting off on the side like a Wi-Fi signal, but this one I think is even cooler. Uh, so credit to Fullbots for coming up with it because, man, when I saw that the other day, I was like, I should have come up with that myself. Uh, then I, w I so wish I could play this. If it wasn't for YouTube with, with uh, you know, what you can play and what you can't play, I would so play this for you guys. But if you, if you can, do yourself a favor, pause this podcast in just a second after I tell you what to look up, search... And I'm sure you've heard it before, Run Rudolph Run by Chuck Berry. Um, you've probably heard it all season long for the holidays. One of the greatest Christmas songs of all time. Chuck Berry, one of the greatest musicians of all time, in my opinion. Um, I had no idea that, first of all, there was a song called Little Queenie, which has the exact same sound to it. But when I did hear it, I actually loved Little Queenie better than Run Rudolph Run. Um, and the title is kind of misleading because even though it's Run Rudolph Run, the song goes Run Run Rudolph. So you're probably familiar with it that way. Um, but Little Queenie to me is an even better song. Um, and it was interesting because when I found out about that song, I was like, oh, well, for sure that song had to come before run Rudolph run that would just make sense but actually no and actually that's what I tweeted here I didn't I had no idea but little Queenie came after run Rudolph run usually if you're talking about Christmas songs it's like the other way around like it might be based on another song that you may have done um, so I found that to be fascinating um, but yeah like as I was saying before if you're interested and I highly recommend it because both of these songs are awesome but I give the edge to little Queenie um, and you might too, because I think what it is, is it's, it's a mental thing. You're familiar with Run Run Rudolph, um, just the sound of it. But when you hear a song that has the same sound to it, but different lyrics, I think that's the hook that will get you. So if you haven't heard it, again, I wish I could on the podcast play it for you guys, but YouTube can be a bummer sometimes. Uh, check it out. Uh, Chuck Berry, Little Queenie, play it pause this podcast right now, play it, uh, you won't regret it, it is a really good song, and Chuck Berry, without a doubt, is a legend. Uh, then, really cool idea here for a 3D printer uh, gift for Christmas, uh, so, it, words can't even describe how cool that is, that is a really cool Christmas gift, uh, so, that was tweeted out by Kevin Pereira, um, I'm not sure if that's his daughter or a nephew or a niece, um, or a niece, I should say, uh, but uh, really, really cool uh, gift there. People sleep on, on uh, 3D printers. They forget about that. Uh, then Tim Dons tweeted out the 12 things at indie shows, indie wrestling shows, uh, 12 super kicks, 11 double downs, 10 Canadian destroyers, nine guys in the same high spots gear, eight suicide dives, seven seats in the locker room, six man scrambles, five hardcore matches, four forearm exchanges, three ref bumps, two no shows, and a sorry the house is down. Horrible singing by me, but you get the idea.
uh, not even really a good attempt to sing, but uh, Bill Maher tweeted out, uh, Mary, happy everybody, let's look on the bright side, on inauguration day, did you think we'd make it to Christmas? <laughs> That's actually pretty true. That's pretty funny. Uh, it seemed less likely than a virgin birth to take an extreme example. Uh, so pretty funny tweet there by Bill Maher. Then there was that gif of New Jack uh, from Matthew from Botchamania. Uh, and I was saying yesterday especially, I was watching a couple of the NBA uh, Christmas games. Again, the first game and the last game that they had on, I think, were garbage. Uh, I, I understand New York and Los Angeles are the two biggest markets in the NBA, but their teams are so bad right now, you could have easily had the Raptors on instead. You could have easily had on pretty much anybody else in the West um, instead. So I wasn't watching those two games. I watched the two middle games, and especially, of course, Cleveland-Golden State game. Uh, the NBA Finals rematch that everybody's looking forward to. A uh, horrible call by the ref, which we'll get into. But I tweeted out that to me, there's nothing like the smell of turkey in the oven and watching NBA Christmas games. Uh, it's definitely becoming my, my favorite holiday tradition uh, the last 17 years or so. Um, it's been a long time, but uh, yeah, really, really cool. I love when they have the NBA Christmas games on, uh, and it's been a tradition of mine for a long time. Uh, Slate tweeting out, here's a video of President Obama saying Merry Christmas over and over and over uh, by Slate. So obviously that war on Christmas idea that Trump takes away from Fox News, totally false as you would imagine. Uh, then Puerto Rico tweeting out, in Puerto Rico we need power shaped like a Christmas tree there. It doesn't really show up too well on the screen, but you can check it out, twitter.com slash the John D. Newton. Uh, you know, I, don't, I, I think that pretty much says everything there is to say. Um, then there was this play, I don't know if this is going to play properly from SportsCenter, but uh, in that game, Golden State versus Cleveland, there was a foul that took place on LeBron right there, actually two really, and there was no call. And the game was close, it was 92-95, uh, 95 for Golden State, so you know Cleveland was getting closer to it and that non-call basically changed the game. Uh, so SportsCenter was saying like, was that, uh, was that a foul, was that not a foul? I say it's a foul. The commentators said it was a foul, um, and I'm not a LeBron James fan by any stretch. Um, and unfortunately for me, what I take away from it is that really all this teaches LeBron is that he needs to flop more. This was the one time that I've seen that he got fouled, that he didn't flop all over the place and overreact to get a call. Um, so for that, by, for that reason alone, horrible call by the ref but there's so many other reasons why it's a horrible call for, by the ref it totally changed the game and the game was so close and so enjoyable up until that point um, ruining that game in my opinion uh, but again really all it teaches LeBron in my opinion is he needs to flop more which is not what you want to see LeBron do uh, just because the referees can't call real fouls as opposed to overreactions uh, then Monday Night Raw was on last night, much to the chagrin of the wrestlers. 
but it was interesting because it was coming out of Chicago and unbelievable to me that years and years later fans there are still chanting for CM Punk and hey you know I was one of the biggest CM Punk fans of all time I've got like pretty much all of his shirts I still do I've got his sweater um, you know I was one of the biggest marks one of the biggest fans for CM Punk um, you know but even for me that ship has sailed I've, I've given up on the idea of him coming back he's clearly saved his money he's clearly focused on MMA he wants to live his life uh, and to be honest he just doesn't want to come back to the WWE and, and the way things happen from his perspective I respect that I understand that um, I in a way have almost forgotten about CM Punk um, and it was just weird to see the crowd continue to chant his name uh, so with that, WWE Creative Humor tweeted out, if you believe CM Punk is coming back, then odds are you believe in Santa. <laughs> so I thought that was a pretty funny tweet. Then they had uh, Elias and John Cena, and uh, WWE Creative Humor tweeted out, that's Mr. Three Chords versus Mr. Five Moves. I thought that was also a clever tweet. They did a good job all night long, really. Uh, they had another one, so we're putting Jason Jordan... Dr Jason Jordan, I should say, into Dean Ambrose's position, uh, and Renee Young says pass. <laughs> for those of you that don't know, Renee Young married to Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose now is going to be out for nine months with his tricep injury recovery, so uh, that's some brutal news for sure. Uh, WWE Creative Humor also tweeting out, the bar are grown men getting toys for Christmas, with their audience, this might turn them baby face. So, yeah, like for me, that was actually like the best part of the whole episode of Raw last night was the bar. Uh, we're, we're giving each other action figures of their opponents. So they had Dean Ambrose, and because Dean Ambrose is out with an injury, they actually took out a piece of the arm. So it was just like the the bicep and the tricep showing of, of the toy. And they said, oh, you know, this is a, a limited edition Dean Ambrose toy. Uh, they had one for for Seth Rollins. They had one for Jason Jordan. Uh, it, it was probably, for me, the highlight of the night because uh, it was not really that great of an episode of Raw. Um, really, I'll be honest, Raw, for a long time to me, has just been boring. Um, and maybe it's just me. Maybe it's my taste. But I don't like what they're doing with Finn Balor. I don't like what they're doing with Seth Rollins. Uh, I don't like how they continue to push... Uh, Roman Reigns and they continue to push Braun Strowman uh, and Brock Lesnar uh, they it just I don't know they've got good talent on Raw they just don't know how to use it properly uh, you know you look at Bray Wyatt you look at Matt Hardy Finn Balor Dean Ambrose before he got injured Seth Rollins uh, you know they've got some really interesting talent there Samoa Joe um, they're just not using it correctly um and i don't know how many episodes of raw can you watch where you just see braun Strowman and roman reigns beat everybody you know uh it's just boring to me um but th maybe that's just me then again you know there are some things of it that i do still like the bar obviously was interesting uh, elias i always find entertaining so there's like a silver lining to it and that's why i still watch it but I really do wish that they would kind of pay more attention to the crowd's reactions and, and kind of push those things more 
than continuing to shove Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman down our throats. And again, it's not to take away from them as talent. You know, they, they, they are some talented guys. It's just, I don't think the fans feel those guys as much as they do other guys. And I just wish the bookers and the writers would, would figure that out. Um, but moving on, uh, random brain dropping based on what I was hearing somebody else say. Actually, it was Everlast on, on Joe Rogan's podcast. He was saying that algorithms on Facebook and Twitter are allowing people to create and curate their own universe in their timelines. And I think that's true. I think what's wrong with a lot of the world these days is that people just want to be with like-minded people. And that's not always a good thing because if, you don't, if you're not hearing opinions from people that you don't always agree with, uh, for me, somebody like Jocko Willink might be one of those people. Um, you're, you're never challenging yourself. You're never forcing yourself to change your opinion or to challenge your opinion. Um, and I think that that's foolish. You know, over time, people should change and they should adapt and should evolve um, their ideas on things because you're never going to be 100% right about everything. Uh, and the older that you get, hopefully, the more that you know that. Uh, just from your own life experience. So uh, I do agree with that. I think it's unfortunate that, you know, things like algorithms, who you follow, who you friend, determines what you see. Um, and a lot of times it's the stuff that you don't see that you probably should be exposed to that can help you change your mind for the right reasons. Um, so I think that that is truly a, a major issue with the world these days. And I, I think that Everlast was on to something. Uh, then a really interesting moment was when Asuka came out on Raw, and I felt like she was speaking better English than Shinsuke Nakamura. And that's not to really put down Shinsuke Nakamura, it's just to state a fact. And I think it's time for Shinsuke to become a Paul Heyman guy, or to get some type of manager that can really be a mouthpiece for him, because the talent is there, and if the only issue is just that he can't speak English clearly, um, you know, they need to find a way to make it work anyways because he is extremely talented and he should be the main event. He should be arguably the champion. Um, so, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. Uh, then I was watching uh, another person on Joe Rogan's podcast. Again, I've been watching a lot of Joe Rogan's podcasts lately um, where somebody was talking about the idea of delayed gratification. And I never thought about this, but this was really interesting. He said, so people study hard to get a good SAT score, to get into a good college, to get into a good grad school, to get a good job, to get into a nursing home of your choice. Delayed gratification over 60 years. Um, I've never really thought about it that way. In a way, that's pretty depressing, but it's pretty true. It's pretty honest as well. Um, then WWE Creative Humor tweeted out, Brock Lesnar shows up next week, taking his first chance of 2018 to burn off a guaranteed contract date uh, so some inside humor there uh, WWE Creative Humor also tweeted out yeah this is much better than just keeping American Alpha as a tag team and I would agree with that just the Jason Jordan storyline as Kurt Angle's son has not worked at all um, and honestly American Alpha as a tag team would be more entertaining than Seth Rollins with Jason Jordan, and as I tweeted out, poor Seth Rollins, they might as well have given him coal for Christmas, because 
this is somebody, in my opinion, that should be in the main event. This is somebody that should be, you know, competing for the Universal Championship, not the Tag Team Championships. Um, and again, that's my idea that they're they're not pushing people the right way. And I know he's had injuries, and that's part of the reason why they're not pushing him. Same thing with Finn Balor, but you still have to listen to your audience if they're still cleared to wrestle. Um, you know, Daniel Bryan comes to mind with that. Uh, another interesting brain dropping, all free will is the biology that we haven't discovered yet. That was something that I uh, heard uh, from a scientist on another podcast. So uh, really interesting idea there as well. And we will end the podcast with a pretty crazy thing I didn't know about. Uberfax tweeting out, up until 2005, 22 states allowed children to be executed under the death penalty. So that's pretty crazy. Um, I hate to end on a bummer like that, but you know, this podcast is random brain droppings after all. Um, but again, you know, I want to wish everybody a happy Boxing Day if you celebrate that. If you're out now shopping, probably. Um, and you know happy holidays as we head into New Year's Eve New Year's Day Um, and again as always thank you guys so much for watching and listening and we will see you on the next episode